HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Levo. Simple, potent, at-home herbal infusions at the push of a button. Learn more at levooil.com and feed your enthusiasm. That's L-E-V-O-O-I-L dot com. Hi, I'm Mike Schreiber, and welcome to The Shameless Chef, the show that takes us back in time to home kitchens in the 1970s, but still has a lot to teach us today. I developed this show with Michael Davenport in 1977. He was the original host of The Shameless Chef, and he shared his fearless attitudes towards food and encouraged home cooks to have fun and take some risks in the kitchen. I'm excited to keep this legacy alive and share The Shameless Chef with you on Heritage Radio Network. Today's episode is all about leftovers. This is one of my favorite topics because I love leftovers. I mean, I really love them. I think it's because they were always associated with holidays. And like most of us, I love the holidays. Now, my wife is a much more frugal person than I am. So when I'm cooking for a holiday meal, she'll always mention that we don't need so much of whatever it is I'm making. But I know that in the back of my head, the real reason I'm making two pans of cornbread stuffing is to make sure there will be leftovers. I want to make sure there's some for me the next day, or two, or three. As a child, my favorite leftover was a turkey sandwich, which was really a combination of as much as the leftovers as I could put on a sandwich. I still remember my anticipation of waking up the next day after a holiday and looking in the fridge to see if there was an ample supply of ingredients. My mouth is watering just thinking about it. I think leftovers can cause the imagination to go wild. You don't have to use them as is. You can spice them up or mix different ingredients and it becomes an entirely different meal. And it's not just for holidays that make good leftovers. Any meal is an opportunity. And not just for us, you can also share with others. Don't hesitate to share if the opportunity presents itself. You can actually intentionally make extra of whatever you're fixing just to share. Food is love, and we can always add more love. It's the critical ingredient in every meal. Well, enjoy these next few episodes from Michael about what to do with your leftovers. It's the end of the evening or the afternoon. The play is over, but the game is over, the movie is over. Anyway, everybody's hungry and or thirsty. 
Instead of deciding what public eatery to go to, why not suggest this? Everybody come to our place and let's raid the icebox. Let's. Icebox raids are a little outdated. After all, who has an icebox anymore? And fridge raid <laughs> sounds about as interesting as a lawn watering. <laughs> but imagine this scene in your kitchen. Mike and Kathy are into the crisper about to make some sort of a salad. George and Mary are into grilled peanut butter sandwiches. There are the ice cube and club soda fans, of course. And then there's Spence, who only likes ripe olives. Lots of them. I'd like to suggest some things to have around. There should be something in the icebox worth raiding. There isn't much you can do with a half jar of sandwich spread and two cans of cherry soda. When you consider what it would cost to pick up the tab at the local greasy spoon, a well-stocked fridge is double cheap by comparison. And you can whiz through your supermarket without a list and accumulate things like uh, uh, lots of eggs and niceties to scramble them with, chive, parsley, onion, bacon, cheeses, cheeses, all kinds of cheeses, from spreads in a jar to exotics in little foil wrappers, any kind of crackers, two or three good hearty breads, bunches of salad greens, and don't forget peanut butter, uh, nor ripe olives for Spencer. Then when your compañeros converge on your kitchen, all you do is mix yourself a drink, play traffic cop, tell Ethel where the saucepans are, stand by, and smirk. It's a good deal more fun than a covered dish party. My name is Michael A. Davenport, known with some reason as the Shameless Chef. Skull. cook without someone to serve is like an actor without an audience. You know, I think I started cooking in the first place because I like to eat well. But sharing food with friends and family is the greatest joy in anybody's life. This is The Shameless Chef with a few remarks about uh, food giveaways. I have friends who have large families, and six by today's standards is large. And they say they never have leftovers. Pity. They're the best part of cooking on a day-to-day -day basis. So many things are better the next day. Uh, couples, I know, tell me that most prepared food, like, oh, packages of frozen vegetables, are just too much for two people, and therefore leftovers. And if you're two or less, you're faced with the problem of what to do with nothing but leftovers. <laughs> Look, you bake a cake, and by the time you've eaten it, you're bored with it. How long can a batch of cookies last? Forever, it seems. Not unless you have hordes of kids in your house or your neighborhood. I can think of no recipe in the world that can be divided in half or quarters. My, my downstairs neighbor, a single lady, uh, knocked at my door one recent Sunday morning and presented me with a batch of hot-from-the-oven, made-from-scratch, southern-style drop biscuits. Mm. She presented them with the admonition, I'll eat them while they're hot, and whoop, she was gone. Generous and, and thoughtful, without question. But she was merely getting rid of a very tasty number that would otherwise go to waste, and I salute the idea. Are you baking cookies? Well, how about bake a double batch? and present the extra half to someone as a surprise. Oh, the office staff, for instance. Uh-uh. I'm getting it from the staff here at the station. There's no such thing as a half-pound cake, so why not give half of it to a friend? And the home freezer. It's not only a boon to busy families, it makes food-giving easy. Don't mail it, though. A nifty friend of mine, Hillary, called recently to offer to share her supply of wild quail with me. Well, I whimpered with gratitude. But essentially what I'm saying is this. Aside from the holiday fruitcake, which is an abomination, 
that there's no gift that pleases more than food from your own kitchen. Oh, diamonds might be an exception. This is Michael A. Davenport. Hey, put me on your share list, will you? We'll be right back after a short break. This episode is brought to you by Levo, the world's most intelligent at-home infuser. It's super easy to use to make infusions for cooking, candies, cosmetics, and herbal medicines. When the box showed up, I was excited to try it out as I've heard good things about the machine. It looks like a space-age coffee maker on the counter, and having it out makes me want to infuse everything. I've got plans for the hot peppers on my counter and the sage I picked from the garden before the first freeze last week, along with some other choice herbs and spices. I think everyone on my list is going to get infused oils this year. So far, I've used it for cannabis, basil, and orange peel infused oils and butter. The machine even has dry and activate functions for the highest potency and stability in your infusions, and you can connect through Wi-Fi to track your progress and record your recipes and share with the Levo community. Learn more at levooil.com. That's L-E-V-O-O-I-L.com. We're back with The Shameless Chef. Today's the day after Christmas, and you're probably suffering from a letdown as I am. I stand here looking at the remains of yesterday's festivities, and the best I can muster is a long, deep, soul-shattering sigh. Oh, this is The Shameless Chef. For the British, this may be Boxing Day, but for us, it's Leftover Day, yes? Well, to begin with, it was quite a holiday. I sincerely hope your Christmas was as spectacular as mine. I also hope that you aren't faced with the same problems I have as I look around me. There is that turkey carcass, loaded still with lots of good meat. In the fridge are a bowl of leftover dressing chestnut, a bowl of dressing oyster, and a bowl of dressing sage. As pumpkin pie also abides there with its cousins, pecan pie and mince pie, and I ask myself, why did I bake so many? Well, my eyes were bigger than my guests' stomachs, I suppose, or bigger than their metabolisms. And over there, worst of all, skulking disgustingly, are three, count them, three fruitcakes. I didn't make them, they were gifts. Now, I can abide the turkey carcass. We're going to talk about that and how much better leftover turkey is than the original roast, right? The pies will keep, the dressing can be rejuvenated, but those revolting fruitcakes. Leftover turkey is sensational. Let's address ourselves to that. Just tear off hunks of it with your fingers and eat it. That's what I'm going to do for a nibble or so right about now. But I've got guests coming, flatly invited, come and have leftovers. Now, I'll take hunks of the turkey meat and I'll submerge them in leftover gravy and heat them gently, covered in the oven. Meanwhile, I'll take about a half a cup of the gravy, or a cup maybe, mix it with about three teaspoons full of dry mustard, and make, what else? Hot gravy. Hot with mustard. I'll also warm over the dressing. I'll make a salad. Uh, by the way, I'll toss in some of the leftover green beans and the boiled pearl onions. Be good in the salad. And that takes care of that. Now, when the time comes to serve, I'll spoon the mustardy hot gravy over the turkey hunks, and voila, my version of turkey Diablo. Maybe someone will want another still piece of pumpkin pie and maybe pecan or mince. But as for the fruitcake, let me advise you, do as I shall do at any moment. Toss it. That's it. Toss it. 
Fruitcake is the curse of the holiday season. I am convinced there's only one fruitcake in the world, and it keeps living on year after year, passed on to helpless and pitiable friends, only to start the reincarnation all over again. Repeat, toss it. Michael A. Davenport here, The Shameless Chef. Excuse me, I have this fruitcake execution to attend. Well, now the, the bird is basting and the wine is chilled. And the hard sauce is made for the mince pies, and I can almost take a break except for a couple of bubbling things on the stove. Then I have a, a thought I'd like to share with you. This is the shameless chef. Uh, while I turn to the range, take note of this, please. I'd like for you to, to listen to some music. Now, I'm rarely allowed the opportunity to play disc jockey, so please indulge me. That music is obviously the theme for The Shameless Chef. I got a letter asking why we don't play more of it on the day-to-day shows, and the answer is very simple. I like to talk, and the music has to fade after two measures. But today today seemed a good time to answer another question. The theme music was especially composed for our show by Chip Davis, a singularly talented gent, and not at all unknown to the Cognoscenti. I derive joy every time I hear it. And though we all do, we don't have a special yuletide version of Chip's music, I thought you might like to know that you can hum O Come All Ye Faithful along with it, and the harmonics match. (laughs) Maybe Chip had that in mind when he wrote it. What I really wanted to share with you today is this. Uh, Right now, the the smells and the warmth coming from this kitchen embody much of what the holiday is all about. Comfort and security and the warmth, not only of cooking, but of friends and, and the love they bring. The excitement and the joy of the family that's come to share this special day. Now, before the deep sighs of contentment take over, may I pass this on to you. Uh, For all of us here at the station, and for all the musicians and all of us, may I wish you the warmest of holidays, and a new year full of days that bring you, well, kind of like prayers, more than you ask for. As a friend of mine so neatly put it, may we wish you the kiss of mistletoe. (laughs) Happy holidays from the shameless chef, Michael A. Davenport. Please, subscribe to The Shameless Chef wherever you get your podcasts. The voice you heard throughout this episode was Michael Davenport, the host of The Shameless Chef, who unfortunately passed in 1985, but lived a truly vibrant life. The Shameless Chef is produced by Dylan Hoyer and me, Mike Schreiber, with podcast development and additional production by Kat Johnson. Our audio engineer is Matt Patterson. The original theme song for The Shameless Chef was composed by Chip Davis. Armin Spengen composed the theme music for this podcast. The Shameless Chef is powered by Simplecast. The Shameless Chef is a production of Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org 
and follow us at Heritage underscore Radio.